We want to welcome everyone back to BNB Presents the Black Media Podcast. And we are back on Tubi tonight. So before we get into that, I want to introduce everyone. And my name is Ben. And to my right. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Got your girl, Nada. Uh, to my right, who we got? It's your girl, Betty, 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 Betty. Y'all, what up, though? What up, though? And this past week, we did watch The Assistant, starring Erica Mena. And it's about a successful doctor by the name of Raven Fields, who's played <laughs> by Erica Mena finds herself drowning in work and looks to hire an assistant to help with her day-to-day. Taking a chance on a young and cheery woman, Raven believes she's uh, found the perfect assistant, but as time would tell, she does not. And of course, we're going to get into the first question, which is the twofer. How was the sound? How was the video? Video was on. It was on and popping. Um, The sound... I don't know if y'all caught it, but like when she was in the house talking to her friend T, it sounded like it got real like auto tunish. Did y'all catch that? Which scene? Was, like when she first started talking was, to T, or uh, uh-uh, it was like towards the end when you know when shit was about to go down or whatever, and T was like telling her you got to get her out your house and don't trust her. Blah 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 blah. The sound sounded kind of weird to me. Okay, so outside of that part, the sound was on point everything, the visuals and the, the audio was on point, but just that one little clip, I was like, is it my internet messing up with the stream? Or is it the audio in the movie? But I rewinded back and it was definitely the audio in the movie. Very I, didn't, I didn't notice that part. Um, I could have probably overlooked it. But um, see, when we see movies like this, this is what I'm talking about when I say you got the good quality. No fuzzy mm-hmm. furriness. This was a good quality picture. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any problems with the sound. I may even go back and rewatch it because I th- actually I think I watched it twice. Um, but maybe I'll go back to just look for what Nada was talking about. But I didn't notice it. Um, Chris Stokes produced or directed this. Um, mm-hmm. I think he got a thing for Erica Mena in his movies, but we'll get into that later. But I think they did a good job with the production overall. Marcus Houston was Marcus also Houston, the executive yeah, producer. producer. He was. I I didn't. I didn't see that part. I was actually um, looking for it. I must have missed it. Good. Mm-hmm. Good catch, y'all. And I think Erica Mena may have played a producer on this one as well. But I think the main two are, was Marcus and uh, Chris Stokes. Mm. Now, who picked this film, and why did. did you pick it? Because our good friend. Because it just dropped. It just dropped um, last week, I think. And it was like the newest um, release mm-hmm. and everybody was talking about it. Um, some good, some bad. And I was like, well, let's watch it and let's see what we think about it so that we can report back to our friends in Tubi land and let them know what we see. How did you all like the storyline? It was so, good for the most... Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were uh, a little occupied. I didn't know. So it like the storyline was good. Like you you watched it from beginning to end because you wanted to know what was gonna happen. But do y'all feel like it was dragged a little bit? Like, okay, when are we gonna get to the punch? Because you knew you knew that obviously the girl was crazy as hell, right? So it's kind of like when when are we gonna get to that turning point? 
And I was watching the time as the movie was going on. They didn't get like into that part until maybe 20 or 30 minutes until the movie ended. So I was a little disappointed in that part, but you know what I'm saying? Do, do y'all feel that way? Like it kind of dragged? I didn't think it dragged, but some parts seemed unexplained. And then it just, it, it was explained like way down the line. It was like, uh, like the part where with the, the one 20 years the later. Yeah, oh. the 20 years, yeah, the 20 years later, then the back and forth. I was like, I don't like all that. Yeah. I didn't even know she was like the assistant doctor. She wasn't even the main doctor in the hospital until like, to you know, until she got her own practice and she reflects on the story that happened prior to 20 years ago. So I'm like, wait, what? Who, who making that hospital I, call? I don't know. For some reason, I kind of, I feel like anytime they give you something that happened, like a flashback, mm-hmm. most times that flashback is going to have some relevance into the present. So I figured that it was going to be some kind of significance into the, the um, into that. Um, the twist for me was where she said, oh, you saved my mom and my, and my sister. Like who? Like would right. be like, that was kind of crazy for me. That was like far-fetched. Like I could have had a sister. But instead you gave me this crackhead mama. Right. Wow. <laughs> so that part was like a twist for me. I do agree with Nada. It seemed like there was a lot of action. I mean, a lot of um, stuff going on. Like a lot of the personal relationship with her and Flex. Like that was kind of drug out a little bit. Right. But I think the overall storyline was good because I don't know at what point we picked up that it wasn't no damn sister. Um, It was like, oh, where'd she come from? Like what's happening here? I think they did a good job at executing that, though. Yeah, I mean, just to all of our listeners, the storyline wasn't hard to follow, but you will have some points where you're kind of like, huh? Like, wait a minute, what? Or when did this happen? But it's not a difficult storyline to follow like some other Tubi movies that we watched. Now, how do you all think the acting was? So I saw online on social media where people were thinking that Erica Mena kind of overacted. Um. I didn't get that vibe. I think some parts she did kind of was she was she was a bit excessive, but it wasn't to the point where I was annoyed or anything like that. And compared to some of her other films that she's done, I think she really did a good job on this one. Flex it just kind of seemed like Flex, you know, was just being his regular character. I don't necessarily think I don't, I like them together. Okay. Their on-screen chemistry was a little off to me. And then the girl that played Annie, which is from my wife and kids, I can't think of her real name. My wife and kids Parker is some other stuff. Parker, yeah, her, I think she kind of overacted, but it was to really emphasize how crazy she was. So See, it it fit. So we talked about that when we were watching the stepmother with Erica Mena, and I was thinking, oh, she over dramatized because she was overdoing the crazy, or she was really trying to play the role inside the role. So now that that's what I was talking about, like how what you think, that's what I was thinking about Erica Mena. But I agree. I think that Erica did a great job in this role. I think that she was really trying to her best to be professional. Like I think that she really wanted to drive home the professionalism Mm -hmm. in the role. And I think that she, uh, I could tell that she really just wanted to do a good job with Nell and that. Because I think it was a little bit outside of... And if we if we think about her playing herself in reality TV, it's kind of like the same acting, but you not think so? ratchet. Okay. I think I think not he's ratchet. like okay. 
Yeah, not ratchet, but still her, like how she talks and when she try to drag out her words and when she try to like explain or when she try to have certain conversations. That's what I think. I don't know is about it, anybody is else. It the, but is it the teeth? It could be the teeth. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Them teeth is horrible. But I think sometimes, like for me, like when I'm upset and somebody pissed me off and I want to ha- and I want to explain to them all the ways that you got me effed up. Sometimes I think I have a tendency to over articulate. For instance, you cross all your T's and you know, when you're upset. And I think that that's what she was trying to do in this. But I don't agree with the people that were saying that she did a bad job. I think she did a great job. Yeah, I think she did. I agree with Nada. I was not really feeling the flexor. And I think, and I think it's probably like a 20 year age difference between them. Like, I think that there's a huge age difference between Flex and Erica Mena. I could be wrong. But I think Erica is like what early 30s? Hmm. And I don't he's think, like I don't think Erica is our age. And he's like late 40s, maybe 50. Oh, she's like 35. She's born in 87. Yeah, I think she's like I think she's older um younger than us. And he's I think 52. That, yeah. Okay, I know he had to be in his 50s. Yeah, I'm he's like he, to you know, he gotta be in 50. We're in our 40s. So that's what I think about that. Now the girl that played T, I actually like her. She played in some too. other stuff, some UPN shows and stuff. And she always got that same demeanor, that same voice, that same attitude. And I, mm-hmm. I like her. I agree with Nada. I think old girl was crazy. It, it was just crazy how she was just unrealistically, though. Like, mm-hmm. how was you that fucking crazy that you was just snapping on her? Like, she was talking reckless, though. She mm-hmm. was like, I just wanted to make sure you were okay. And then she'd be like, bitch, get it together. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is happening here? If I was Erica Mena of uh, Carrie, so I would have reached over and touched somebody ch- a couple of times. Ch- she had too many passes. I chuckled on one part. I think it was like the first time she actually snapped. And Erica kind of gave her this look like, bitch, who, who are you who talking talk to? to? <laughs> she did. Part- she paused a couple of times like, wait a minute. Do I got to explain to you what I'm doing in my own house? <laughs> yeah. Like, so her facial expression. Her with kids. Uh, but she should do that bitch was crazy. Her facial expression in that scene kind of cracked me up because her her face was priceless. Like bitch, you know who who, who you think you're talking to? That, that was funny. That daddy, that daddy that scene with him. His acting was, was bad. His acting was bad. <laughs> That's what the father. Yeah. <laughs> you had one job. You did not execute that well. He kept emphasizing like he kept stressing for her to drink this tea. And I'm like, is he trying to poison her? Poison her? Right. Drink. The yeah. Tea. Like and I don't, that that that. I don't know if y'all caught that. I don't know if y'all caught it. When, when, like, girl, when he, don't um, tea? No, but like when he took the, the pot off the thing, the, the stove was up, still on. You can still see the flame. Did y'all catch that? <laughs> I didn't yes. catch that. I'm like, this, this nigga done left the stove on. <laughs> I'm like, I don't it's know a whole flame in the background. <laughs> the whole fucking family crazy. I would say Erica Mena has, you know, she's progressively getting better. I think if you stay in these roles that you're familiar with, far as character-wise, and eventually stack characters on top of it, you can evolve, you know, seamlessly as opposed to going from like this particular character now y'all say you're doing action films you know is i think she's getting her footing and she's doing pretty good i, I enjoyed stepmother i enjoyed this film because what's her name there. journey smoothie oh. when she went oh. like somebody made a good point that like all of her shows have been canceled that she's played on but when she tried to pop over to that action film that lou show on netflix yeah man that was fucking terrible Man, that it was so it didn't transition well. It did not. It did not make a good move. So I, I agree. I, th- I think she just got to like work out the kinks. Do y'all think that she has the acting coach? Who, Erica? Erica Mena. Erica Mena. I think that she. She does. might be working with someone. I think that she would have to because why would they keep allowing her to be like the lead in these movies? 
Right. So she's not like a supporting actress. She's like the lead in the movies. And this is at least three movies we know. The yeah, assistant. Yeah, it's like at least three that, that's going on because when we go back Step to Stepmother one and Mother two. two. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, she got to be working with somebody because I don't see her just like, I don't see that it ain't nobody else that can play those roles. And let's say, like I said, maybe they got a thing for Erica Mena. Now, at uh, about an hour 47 for the film, do you all think it was rushed or paced pretty properly? We could have we could have took some stuff out. It was long. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could have got right for the crazy. Like all of that yep. stuff about like going to the homeless shelter. Like some of that stuff could have been implied or inferred, and we could have moved on without acting it out. Yeah. This ain't no damn book. And I would say, what was you all's most memorable scene? When she shot Sean. I think yep, it was Sean, Sean Fields. Yeah, you got the Sean Fields. So I think when she shot him and then stabbed him, I was like, oh shit. They yeah, killed I think him. she want him dead, dead. Yeah. <laughs> I said, damn, they really gonna take him out the film. I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I figured like the way I saw it playing out, she was gonna shoot him. You know, he sits over to the end, they fight it out, and then they show him like in the hospital. But then when she went back for like that second that, that second round and with the knife, I was like, damn. Yeah. They're gonna they gonna take him out, but you know, you gotta watch Apparently he survived that also. Damn, but, Maddie, I was trying to get our listeners to watch it. So. They, they don't give a fuck what happened to Slice in that movie. I'm telling you, they if they made it through the movie, they is not gonna give a fuck if he lived or died. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think anybody okay. was like we exposed the secret to like Black Panther or something at the end. <laughs> also, with that, my memorables, I like one of the things that we could have did without was the fact that we had like three or four scenes where he was talking about, I called you and you didn't answer. And I it was agree. like, okay, like y'all gonna talk about this again? Like it was like yeah. three scenes about that before they realized that somebody had blocked his number. So that was long and we could have did without that. So that definitely stuck with me. And then I was thinking like when she, when um, Annie went to T's house, you were supposed to kill her. Like, you just gonna, like, beat her up and leave her on the floor so she was just gonna lay there to the end of the movie? I was like, y'all got to do better with that. Now, she's supposed to have been dead. They supposed to unalive her, but that didn't happen. So that was definitely a memorable moment uh, for me. And, um, yeah. I, I would say my most memorable scene was uh, Ray Cunningham, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Ray, when he popped up as the the hospital assistant. I was like, oh, oh yeah, in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, what what has he played it? Because I kept saying he looks familiar, but uh, I couldn't pinpoint what I where I've seen him before. Uh, he did College Hill. I think that's when he originally got started. College Hill. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Okay. And then he did Love and Hip Hop for a season. I think, was he LA. on Love and Hip Hop? Yeah, L.A. Maybe. Oh, see, I barely, I barely watch it. I go in and out of love and hip hop. It's only so much I can tolerate. Yeah, so let's do this. Let's put it on a scale. Is this a good film that you would pay for on a Friday, Saturday night? Is it good for streaming services, or is just a, would you actually do like a pay per view for it? Like, if I it was would on go to, I would go to movies and see it. I would go, to, I would pay for movies to see yeah. it. What you think, man? Look at Betty thinking. <laughs> It would be just one of those things where if I was to go to the movies and see it, it would be like nothing like, oh, I got to go see this like Black Panther. Yeah. It'll be something like, oh, I want to go to the movies. I wonder what's out. Oh, they got a Black film out. Let's see this. Like that is kind of 
what I was saying. Wanted to go through. I, like, oh, I just want to get out the house. Let me go to the movies. I would you know, say I, I would go into the movies with low expectations, but then be surprised of how good it actually is. I think we brought up something inadvertently. I think this would just as black people brought everyone to Tubi during the pandemic. I think these type of movies, maybe like 30 minute, 40 hour long films on a double feature, $10 on the weekend matinee would get people back out the house. Cause I, I wouldn't mind paying like $10. If you get it like a double feature, like stepmother one break, then stepmother two or assistant one break assistant two, just for the camaraderie, you know, just to be in the film out and about, ten dollars just to get you some clothes on and go do yeah i wouldn't mind just to get you out the house yeah just to get out the house uh, as opposed to sitting through like a (laughs) three-hour avatar film get you a quick you know two-hour one hit the movies have not been the same since the pandemic like i don't think the movie industry is even because now even what's happening is remember back in the day like a movie would play uh, at the movie theater for like weeks and weeks and weeks Mm -hmm. then we would wait for like months for it to get to dvd then we or vhs then we wait months for it to get to cable tv right. now the shit like one week it'd be <laughs> at the movies and next week it'd be on hbo max like, <laughs> right. damn i could have waited a week to go see this and i could have saved me 30 bucks and, yeah, and but i think that's what's been happening if they did in detroit for like mcgraw avenue marathon or to watch two three episodes that well, might if you put notice, some money back in their pocket I don't know if you noticed, Benny, but mostly all of those movies that drop, they have a premiere. For yeah, them. yeah. And um, the tickets are actually $5 for matinee per person. So whatever yeah. that amount is, uh, 50 seats at $5, right? 250 whatever. And so you can either have a choice to sell those. So you can either sell those tickets at cost and get your money back, or you can, you know, just have a, per- a private event and, you know, just put the cost. But when they had those movies, um, the last one I went to, I forgot the name of the movie that I went to see. It was premiere, and they rented out the entire theater. Mm-hmm. Those tickets were thirty-five dollars a piece. Okay. And the the movie was playing at all four or five theater theaters. Oh, at, that's pretty cool. Then. Okay. So, if you've noticed, this happens all the time. Every time they release a movie, they do a thirty-five, thirty-five, forty-five dollar. And they rent out the whole theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whose pocket that money goes back into or how much that costs to do that. But people are in line like they are going to see Avatar, you know, at the concessions yeah. and things like that. So that does help the the film industry a lot. And I think that that may be helping them to survive because they are doing these at least once or twice a month, you know, as they release new movies often. And I think they're traveling with it because I, I know for that one film, Faithful, mm-hmm. they did a Detroit premiere, a St. Louis premiere, a Chicago premiere. So mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, that's, I mean, because a lot of these theaters may be uh, locally owned um, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Like I think Imagine is maybe a Michigan regional type thing, unlike an AMC, which is, I think, from coast to coast, whereas an Imagine yeah, it's probably a Cinemark, larger chain. Yeah. So I just got for- Bel Air, which is that one damn theater. Yeah, Bel Air. Or the one versus the MJR or something like that. Exactly. So that may be yeah. feeding that particular industry, maybe helping that particular theater stay afloat. If they can spend $600 to rent out the theater, rent out four theaters or whatever, then bring a whole bunch of people, concessions and other stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I would definitely yeah. love to go see something like that. When we get to the rabbit hole section of the podcast, 
I have a story to tell to circle back to a topic about this. Okay, well, let's do this. We're going <laughs> to take a, a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to hit this rabbit hole, and not as about to circle back around. And we're back, and we were just speaking on a movie called The Assistant. Uh, it's a film uh, that's playing currently on Tubi. And we were just having a conversation about the excitement that Tubi movies bring to social media and how we feel about going to an actual theater to watch those so we can have that camaraderie with other people. And now that you was about to make a point about that, so go ahead. I was actually going to make a point about private um, screenings and whatnot oh, yeah. and, you know, movie theater rentals. So that's what I did for my daughter's birthday, right? It was her 10th birthday. She wanted to just have her and a couple of her little girlfriends. We went to the movie theater. They didn't really have a lot of kid movies out at that time, mm -hmm. so I had to go with what they were offering. There was a movie called Strange World, and there's a section in there. Now, mind you, I have a theater full of 10-year-olds and a couple parents. Um, I knew nothing about this film before we went there. So it gets to this part where one boy is kind of liking his friend. It's an animated film. It's a Disney mm -hmm. film. But he's kind of liking his friend a little bit too much. So I go in like into panic mode because I don't know how all children receive that as well as their parents. So I'm like, oh God, do I go to each parent and tell them I didn't know? Like, what do I do with this situation? So I start panicking. And then, you know, I start going to Google to try to see like, okay, where's this movie going to go? Where, where are the reviews on this? Which I should have did before. I, I know, I know this now, but you know, it was a last minute birthday thing because baby girl flipped it on us at the last minute. Anyway, so it was just like me and her dad was just sitting there in there in the movie theater. We was looking at each other like, oh shit. <laughs> like, is it about to be on some, you know, not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying when you have a theater full of 10 year olds, you don't necessarily want to be the person to introduce them to that. To the LGBTQ or, community? Yes. According to this so uh, review. I was, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say cringing in my seat, but I was definitely like, oh, shit, what have I done? You like, just, this birthday party is going to go south <laughs> real quick. So this film is being billed as the animated tale included Disney's first biracial gay team. See? <laughs> But, but they know. did it. I didn't know. But let me just say they did it very tastefully because oh, yeah. they didn't necessarily say, hey, I'm gay or show them showing any type of affection. But they made subliminal hints to it where if you're an adult, you would catch on to it. Not necessarily right. bigger. Bigger kids will catch on to it, too. Exactly. I, it's been but I don't think bigger kids would go see that movie. Um, it was a very possible. strange odd movie. I, movies that are animated are not really geared towards children at all. One of my favorite movies was the Inside Out. Is that the one where they were like um, the feeling? They have a lot of the jokes feeling. where parents would catch, but not necessarily yeah. the kids. Yeah, but a lot of it was basically like talking about how kids manage their feelings and stuff. And my daughter, she understands it, but she also is uh, grown as hell too. But she understands it, but some smaller kids wouldn't like really get some of the stuff. So like that's one of my favorite movies because I was thinking like, dang, you know that's right. But they have a movie that they released um, called I think it was called Turning Red. I remember that. And there was a lot of controversy around the Turning Red because this character was like um, in love with a boy, and they talked about like 
different feelings um, that younger teens have and uh, like a lot of stuff. And a lot of parents were very outraged about it. But like Nada said, I think they do it tastefully to introduce it to you. So if you understand what's happening, you may be old enough to get the message. Mm-hmm. Um, but those movies are not for little kids. And mm-hmm. I can understand how you were in panic mode because you're thinking, oh, this is an animated film. Oh, you know, what could it hurt? And then you're like, wait a minute. And then now, you, the parents oh, look. looking at you like, what type of... <laughs> but, you know, because it's animated and and, and that's a, learn, a, a, a learning... Um, point for us because we gotta like Absolutely. know that you know everything ain't the same it ain't like how it was when we were younger so you now we gotta be like okay we gotta be mindful of this now but, yeah, even if um, you look back at who framed roger rabbit it was part animated part but it really wasn't a kid friendly movie <laughs> a lot of that stuff wasn't we just we just saw a cartoon and we was like oh it's no the it's kid. in the kids it right yeah. Um, now, sp- speaking of strange, uh, some came across about what what is I guess we've been pronouncing this young lady's name wrong for so many years. Uh, is it <laughs> Raven Simone or Raven Simone Simonye? Because I've seen the asterisks yeah. all there all this time, but she ignored it, so I ignored it. Is that what's going on with that? She's saying that it's been mispronounced. Um, her name is Simonye. Okay. And TikTok went a little ablaze because now <laughs> we have people digging through old Disney commercials, commercials to find out how she was pronouncing it. And I think that maybe it's one of those things that I think we talked about before. It's almost like not correcting somebody's name. So just like Denzel Washington, his name is not really Denzel, it's, it's Denzel. Denzel. But because we were scared to correct people or we didn't want to shake the room or move the table. We just allowed them to mispronounce the name wrong. So I think it may be just one of those things. And it was like, oh, well, we'll just go with that. And she just stuck with it. So I'm thinking that that is what happened. I have a niece with the same exact name, same spelling. Her name is Simone. You know, I have a child who has an accent over his name. And then when... um, Oh, do you? (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to get into which child, but um, they tried to tell me that I couldn't put an accent mark over my baby's name. I said, no, hold up. I know I can. Like, what you talking about, ma'am? So his name is always... What? His name is always pronounced incorrectly because of the accent mark. So it's very well that it could have been there and maybe omitted at some point and, you know, maybe somebody didn't pick it up right. Do I don't the know. graphics or something, yeah. Yeah, it could have been. We don't know because we don't know what, you know, what people be doing. They think it's okay to mispronounce and misspell our names. We just shucking and jiving and letting them do it. So ain't no telling. Now, they could have been there and she could have just added that shit and act like we ain't knew. We ain't know. Yeah. But either I, way, Raven. <laughs> her name is Raven, Simone, right? That is correct, though. Yeah, mama named Simone. you Simone. I'm going to call you Simone. <laughs> no, the biggest uh, name thing that I, that just sent me over the edge was I think now that you had sent a post from Leon Robinson. That was me. I, well, okay, Betty, you sent the post. Dinner? Okay, so <laughs> Betty, you sent the post from Leon Robinson stating something about Taraji P. Henson is supposed to be pregnant by somebody. I didn't even know who the hell Leon Robinson was. I only know Leon as Leon. She pregnant by him for real? Not by Leon, yeah, but no, he just shared the post about her being pregnant. Oh, I'm about to say, whoa. But in this post, he was like, it's like his, I guess his Facebook page says Leon Robinson, also he known as Leon. He just added that AKA 
Leon on there. That's new. That ain't I like no nigga. You're Leon, also known as Leon Robinson. Don't nobody know no damn Leon Robinson as a full name. If I say Leon was in this movie, we all know who we're talking about. We're talking Five Heartbeats. We're talking Temptation. We're talking Madonna video. But when you put with Leon Robinson on, I'm like, well, who the hell is Leon Robinson? I didn't know the dude, think, dude had a last name. I think he, um, we've never really heard much of Leon's personal life. That's true. Until Cynthia Bailey, mm-hmm. when she, you know, let us know that that was her son, her daughter's father. And I think once, you know, that was out, I think that's when we started, um, hearing the Robinson more. I think that's oh. when I started seeing it. But his page was always just like Leon Robinson, as far as I've been following it for several years. But I think that AKA Leon just has been added on there. Cause that, yeah, he need to be Leon, AKA Leon Robinson, because mm-hmm. I don't know. If somebody say Leon is coming to town, I already know Fire Heartbeats, Temptation. But if somebody say, oh, Starring Leon Robinson and Erica Min. I'm like, well, who the hell is Leon Robinson? Like, doop, 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 doop. Google. What else is in this rabbit hole that you ladies had? I know I'm like a TikToker now. That's right. So I be getting my TikTok on. And what I like about TikTok is it be a, I don't be really wanting to follow people that I know, like on TikTok. Me neither. Like, like all the people from my Facebook, they, I mean, I shouldn't say this. But you know, whatever. <laughs> All the people that show up on my thing and my suggested friends on TikTok, I don't add them on my from Facebook or whatever. I don't add them on my Instagram. I mean, yep. on my TikTok. Yep. And the reason being is that, um, I, okay, let me just say this. So there was a thing going on in December. It was the Black Girl Follow Train, and it was the thing. I don't know if y'all heard about this or if y'all know. So it was. If you're a black girl, follow a black girl, share her post, comment, and it was to get everybody to a thousand followers. Because if you don't have a thousand followers, you can't go live on TikTok. They oh. don't let you post your links on TikTok. Um, and oh, then wow. it was to get people to ten thousand followers because without when, once you get to ten thousand followers, you can post your cash app, you can um, get paid, you can be like a real monetized influencer. influencer. You can okay. really monetize your page. So this movement was. Um, black girls following black girls like share they post everybody on the post like share and follow each other I went from like 23 followers to like now I got like 1700 followers that's what's but, up um, but I, I started off with like the first week cause this, I got on the train late so like the first week I was getting like maybe uh, one time I got like 200 followers in like one hour but the thing that TikTok did that was shady as fuck is that they limit the amount of people that you can follow at a time. So if you start trying to follow back all the black girls that follow you, it only let, it'll be like you can only follow, uh, you following too many people too fast. That's what it was telling you. Mm. So you couldn't follow all the My people. God. So then you had to wait like an hour or two to follow people. I think that's what they was trying to get us at. But anywho. So the good thing about that is me following a lot of black women helps my business because I get to get in front of my core audience of people for my business, which is great. But what it's also did was a lot of people are scared. I know I heard somebody else say this earlier, like they haven't gotten the nerve to get on TikTok and make videos. So a lot of people were on the train and they were not posting content. So their page would be private or they wouldn't have anything on their page. 
and I'm just gonna be honest with you, TikTok is not the place to be private, like to have a private page. Like mm-hmm. that's just whack as fuck. So people were say they wouldn't follow people if they had a private page. They wouldn't follow people if they didn't have content. Because I was asking, like, on my TikTok, I was like, how y'all getting all these followers? And you want to be high content? Like, I don't even know if you like a real person. Like, are you a bot? Are you really a real person? So that was one of the things that I was concerned about. But I have been able to get in front of um, my core audience. And I've been able to, like, meet some pretty, you know, interesting people on TikTok. If you on Facebook and I don't really follow you on Facebook and you don't really post nothing funny and you don't really have a personality on Facebook, I am not about to add you on TikTok. This is a waste of my following. What I'm following you for? <laughs> to do what? I thought we as black people was protesting TikTok because they were shutting down or they wasn't allowing black people to go viral or something like that. Is that a... And that's why the black girl follow train started. But another thing that TikTok does that's weird is they will shut your whole fucking page down. Like my baby was crying one day. Last year, it's been like a year ago. Like she was in tears because her TikTok page was shut down and she had like all these followers. But girl, you ain't even old enough to be on TikTok. Let's start there. But they will just shut people's pages down and then you got to like rebuild up. Because like I said, you can't go live if you don't have a thousand followers. You can't post your link. You can't post your, you know, your stuff to promote your business if you don't have enough followers. So that was the good thing about the Black Girl Follow Train. But then they started trying to figure a way to change the algorithm so you wouldn't be able to do that. So they a little sneaky. People <laughs> are changing from Instagram over to TikTok. So Instagram is kind of me, girl. Uh, well, it's well, we know. Well, we know about like, your shenanigans, Vinny. <laughs> it's almost like everybody moving off of um a lot. Everybody moving off of Facebook to move to Instagram, and now uh-huh. TikTok is becoming the preferred platform. And I see why TikTok mm. is an interesting place. It is. People are on there looking they absolute worst. They do not care. Not they is damn. posting anything, whatever, living a best life, carefree. And getting um, views. <laughs> and getting hella views. Like, it's one mm-hmm. lady who posts videos all day just hollering. She what? got, like, she'd be hollering and she got, like, a, I don't even think her videos be 30 seconds. She'll just be like, you know what? And she'll just say something real quick and all her videos is in a bonnet and she'd be having, like, millions of views. And, and she posts, like, four of them a day. Like, millions of views, her in this bonnet, hollering, something ridiculous. And she's getting paid. Well, they were saying with the IG algorithm, let's say you have a million organic followers, they were suppressing your posts because if I have a million people following me, well, at this point, I'm damn near like an NBC. So if I send out a a post to a million people, they was like, Instagram can't show it to a million people because that means the people wouldn't be able to pay Instagram directly to show certain products so now it's like you if she if you got like a 20 million followers and all 20 million people see when you post up nigga that's nbc that's like martin lawrence ratings back when he had the martin show so they had to suppress certain stuff to justify what's the name just to justify instagram getting money from certain sponsors um and that's also like um i i can tell when i've been um shadow banned on social media, I can tell because I can post something and people, like, I can post something in a, a, a space and people won't see it. 
that's when you see um things where people be like what at what time did you see this post because they won't show your stuff i remember posting something in a group a group of about 16,000 women uh-huh. and in the group <laughs> and in the group only five people like saw it oh wow out of 16,000 and that was like uh, I posted something one time and I was like, why am I just seeing this like four days later? And mm-hmm. one of the it still happens. Like, I didn't even know that you posted. They do that a lot. And I can always tell because I check my um I check my analytics. Yeah. So I can tell when my stuff is not reaching how it's supposed to reach. If I have 900 followers on, on this platform and I share and somebody shares my post, there's no reason why my post should only reach 132 people. Mm-hmm. So I can tell when they're doing that. And it pisses me off a lot of times because how I'm going to get my money. Y'all playing? Aha. That's what it's about. Everything mm-hmm. comes down to money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Something that annoys me when I go onto Instagram, mm-hmm. like I'm seeing posts from two and three days ago. They've Why been am doing I not... that. Really? That's annoying. You have to fix your uh, chronological order on Instagram. Do is they that have what a chronological order on Instagram now? How yeah. I do that? Help, help TT out now. Help, help me. So out. let me pull up the IG. So when you, you know open up your IG, struggling. Damn, I'm struggling because I done switched over to this this iPhone. I got so distracted. That's struggling is... working out. And some <laughs> I... Stay focused, baby. Stay focused. Oh, okay, focus. yeah. So you got to go to the IG. Then I think if you mm-hmm. click on IG Hold at on, the top, let me find my app. Okay. Then you put click following, and it should show what's the most recent posts. Following. Oh, okay. So that's all your stuff because it showed like two minutes ago, three minutes ago, eight minutes ago, so on and so forth. Interesting. No, shit. But why do I have to I do that? Because I didn't see that following and favorites. Well, it has a following and favorites thing on there. So no. Can- when I go to Instagram and open it up. I want to see the most recent post. And as I scroll, I wanted to drop down to maybe a day or so later. Yeah. You I shouldn't have Facebook to click. do that because Facebook don't even show your stuff in chronological order. You, know, you got to click Let's like recent. See. Well, nothing happens when you hit in Facebook. I got a notification. Quinta out here looking like an Oreo cookie in this world, black and white. Tell us I said that. Benny. I'm usually <laughs> always going to be Benny. Always gonna be Benny. Uh, I got a sidebar question after this, Benny. So make sure that um, we said I said tight. So mm-hmm. back to TikToks. Um, recipes. You know, everybody's trying to post a recipe. Apparently, there's this one for the Parmesan garlic sauce from Buffalo Wild Wings, and mm-hmm. people mixing it in with pasta, and, and, and apparently, it. apparently, it's a hit. And when I went to the group chat and I suggested adding a little shrimp, okay, let me back up. So you're supposed to you're supposed to do pasta, chicken, and the sauce, right? So and I saw that and, and cream cheese. cheese and parmesan cheese. Okay, so I I looked at it and I said, look like we need a little uh, peppers and onions in there and then a couple shrimp. Because, you know, if we're doing pasta, we do a chicken pasta, we're going to do it right. We're going to throw a couple of shrimp in there and a little peppers. In there. And I was told I was doing too much. Maybe <laughs> I should do a video with that and maybe that'll go viral and I'll get some views. Not that I care. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
But Nada, that pepper is called the Parmesan garlic pasta, pasta part two. Huh? But I, I, I would love. First of all, I'm allergic to shrimp, and one of my kids don't eat shrimp. I am but too. I, I eat feel, a lot of them. Girl, I be, I be like, <laughs> give me an epipen, somebody, give me an epipen. <laughs> Um, somebody give me an EpiPen, please. But um, but you are right. You could add the stuff in it, but I just told you that you was changing the whole recipe. Um, <laughs> she did tell me that. Now but I don't give it because I saw. Uh huh. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. Go ahead. I'm listening. Also, at the same time, there was a recipe in there for some some type of uh salmon roll-ups or something, some kind of salmon thing. Salmon I still haven't tried it, but it does look damn good. It, that looks damn you wrap good. The salmon around the it looks or? like it's something that I've had before that I've made before, but you know, my stomach can't take all that stuff. Like really, my I can't eat a lot of delicious stuff. I need some so, recipes for salmon. I don't be, but you can go on TikTok and, and look it up. Like, you, how did you find I'm it? I'm gonna try. Like I'm gonna try to salmon or you can type. You can put in like salmon um recipes. Salmon rolls. Oh. Or no, salmon rolls. But let me tell you something else. Okay, so Nada, stick with that. Make it. Let us know how that go. Um, okay. But something else interesting I found out on TikTok. You can, like, you know how you think that you can search stuff by your hashtags on TikTok, which you can. Mm-hmm. But if you ever make a TikTok, and when you play a video or even your own video in the search thing, it'll come up like, like something is like uh, I posted a video about Egypt and it comes up in the search and it say Egypt travel because what happens is on TikTok. So it's a, it's a couple tricks to TikTok. I've seen that. So if you post, if you put certain words on your screen, the mm-hmm. algorithm will pick up those words on your screen, not necessarily the hashtags. Yep. What they also pay you for on TikTok is I'm giving away all the juice, but what they also pay you for on TikTok is how long people stay on your video so you will see people post like a whole bunch of text and you'll be like i can't read this shit so let me go back let me pause it oh that helps them that keeps people on that post anytime every time they go back and rewatch your post or anytime somebody pause it and stay for a very long time that gets you um more money from tiktok one baby i done paid some folks because you know how many times (laughs) i don't watch a video you know how many times i don't watch a video and fell asleep with my hand, my phone in my hand, and it just be looping. Somebody that got paid. I don't think. Ass. I don't. I don't think that it pays you for loops necessarily, but okay. I think it pays you when you go back. Like, would you go back and rewatch it, or if you if you um pause it, or if you stay on it for a, a like pause I know it, I've inadvertently. Like po- I know I've inadvertently pressed pause a couple times by accident. That loop will get you. And fell that asleep. loop pissing me off, but um. Uh. So they pay that's, attention you know, to that, though. that's some things about TikTok. That's that very interesting. Interesting. So it's a way that you can manipulate. I found out a lot of different stuff. on. T- and let me tell you, I didn't find out this shit for free. I actually paid for this stuff. But there are people who be giving away the game for free. If you, you just gotta find it. On TikTok. They, you got to follow them on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They give it away in pieces. And mm-hmm. another thing that I found out that people do, which is interesting, like you will like try to follow the trends and the trend in sounds, but if you try to like the uh, Coyle Ray um, song, song, the um, uh, players, girls is players too, they yeah. remix that song. So the song is totally different, which I like the remix better. But if you try to put that song on Facebook, Facebook will shut your shit down. 
They don't let you play that sound on Facebook. So I had a reel that I posted on TikTok with that sound, and I tried to post it on Facebook. I got copyright infringement, and they muted my video. So I had the choice to delete it or or um, let it be muted. Let it be muted. Um, so a lot of the TikTok sounds are only available on TikTok, but once they remove your sound from TikTok, your voice, your song, your um, video is muted. So mm-hmm. like if you don't have any, um, if you Cost- don't have any content, you ain't post yeah. no original voiceover or nothing, then your video is kind of like dead in the water. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will tell you to like kind of limit the videos that you post with those trending sounds, even though they bring people to your post, but you have to have something else on it, because once that's gone, your video is just... I've noticed they're doing that on YouTube a little bit, too, because, like, say, if someone is in a store, and they're just recording them walking through the store and showing different things, the stores, obviously, anytime you go into a store, they're playing music, right? So they'll get copyrighted for that, but then I've noticed that, like, instead of muting the whole video... They'll just do it for like maybe 30 seconds and then they'll mm-hmm. go back to playing it. I'm like, that's it's a certain strange. it's a certain period of time that you can play mm. it. Like it's only so long that you can play it. And I think it is like 30 seconds. Like mm. if you go over that threshold, then they'll let you know. So it is like a 30 second thing. Like if it plays longer than that, then that's when it'll uh, mute it. So it's 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 a lot going on, a lot of tricks. And the, the crazy thing is I went to school for marketing, so that's what my major is in college. But what I learned in college for marketing is definitely not the same marketing that we got going on oh, yeah. now it's a in 2022, ball game. Yeah. Uh, 2023. So it's a totally different ball game, And you got to kind of be on it because the stuff moves fast. Like one mm-hmm. day it's here, one day it's not. And you got to really be on it. And I'll be, I be wasting all my little money. Not wasting. But I spend a lot of money to follow that stuff to yeah, yeah. figure out what's happening. But hey, you got to ride the wave while it's there. Knowledge is power to pay off in the end. I'd be like, Carson, watch my TikTok and see if it's okay for me to post. I'd be looking a mess. Now, they said Facebook was paying a lot of money for reels because I see a lot of people starting real pages on Facebook. I've seen that. Uh, What you mean by real pages? Like those reels that you see pop up, like somebody grandmama twerking, stuff (laughs) like that. Yeah, so they do pay you, but they do pay you for reels and you get a certain, like a bonus, but you got to get the, you got to get, um, the followers and stuff uh before you not even not even like a video it could just be a picture with some music playing and people will post it they'll they'll do it as um as the real because you get a lot of people doing that more now i do it a lot of time i do it too you can get but you got to be careful with that kind of stuff too because it has to be your original content like it can't be somebody else's content like it has to be yours because if you get caught like sharing some shit that ain't yours and you put it in the real, um, they will like be on your head when when they find out. And it ain't got to be immediately, but you know it can happen somewhere down the line where they'll find out and they'll be like, "That's one of your stipulations. Like it had to be your content." But um, what I was going to say is that um, Facebook is geared gearing towards the reels, and now they give you a certain you get credit for three second videos. Mm-hmm and one minute videos so how long do people stay on your one minute videos how long do people stay on your three second videos and reels right now only allow you to do one minute you're gonna do a one minute reel it don't let you go over one minute on uh facebook or all platforms facebook and instagram okay tiktok used to be very small but you can go longer on tiktok than you can on facebook and instagram okay facebook and instagram is exactly 60 seconds 
So if you see somebody like talking, I always speed up my videos. If I don't know if y'all watched the reels that I posted from um my last comedy show that I did. I posted fine. it and I had to speed it up because it was over the one minute. It was like oh, a minute and 23 okay. seconds and I wasn't going to be able to post it. I would have had to split it up into more sections than I did because it was more than a minute. So sometimes hmm. you will see people speeding their videos um, because of that reason or doing part one, part two, possibly because you can also get more money the more reels you post, but also because it only lets you do one minute. And it is a struggle getting them videos in one minute. Especially when you're talking, my God, that's a lot of information. I did not know that. I'm not even on TikTok. I was, I forget. Like once I've gotten Facebook and Instagram, like I don't need no more people to talk to. I think I've been <laughs> on Instagram. I'm not Instagram. TikTok more than anything now. Just I because, joined TikTok just because it's interesting. Ain't it? It's interesting the way that. Because it's kind of like the same information that you've already been exposed to. Mm-hmm. It's just a different way that they're delivering it. So I kind of like the creativity that people come up with to, you know, make you laugh, show a new product, show you a new recipe. Um, and then a lot of times, with you know, it's the same stuff that they just share on, that they blast out to all platforms. But mm-hmm. I like the way that you could just go into the search bar and type in exactly what you're looking for um, and watch, you know, as many videos as your heart desires on that one subject. And then it will definitely lead you down a rabbit hole because like Betty said, once you type in something um, like for me, plants, um, I like to watch videos on plants. Don't judge me. Plant care. And then there's like this whole movement of black Black plant moms on TikTok um, that led me down to buying some products. <laughs> uh, and then, like, it transitioned over to while I'm watching one video, I see in the search bar, it says, um, like, Black Plant Room. And I'm like, oh, well, let me see what that's about. And then you click on Black Plant Room and you start watching all these Black women who have these extravagant plant rooms. And then while you're watching that video, you go down another rabbit hole <laughs> of another that is plant. A rabbit hole. Yeah, it's just like rabbit hole after rabbit hole, and that's how they get you. And that's how they keep you on their platform. And grandmas. <laughs> my it's mom addicting. and my grandma was plant were plant. My mom has a whole living room full of plants right now. My grandma always had um and one thing that we used to have to do when it rained, we used to have to take all the plants outside and the put pots? them on the porch. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Bring them back in. We used to have to do that all the time. And I thought I, I was put I put I just put the pots out and bring the water back in because mm. I'd be damned if I carry all of the the plants we used out to be, there. My mom and them they used to be doing it. We used to be doing it. We was the workers. We be carrying them plants out there and bringing them back in wet, water dripping everywhere. <laughs> I but, got humidifier, um, smart humidifiers that I could control from my phone and whatnot from my. Damn, a lot of you like that. I'm I'm trying to find the the perfect grow light and stuff um it's it's a it's a habit y'all i'm addicted no, <laughs> what was the name of that room you said it. the black plant room plant room um my plant mom, room my mom I'll send has you some lights. links benny oh lord <laughs> my mom has lights installed in her living room just for her plants like she had somebody hang like it's it's a real thing um, i've i've never really had time for plants <laughs> because one thing is that i used to never be at home 
So I would be away from my house most of the day. So like plants and opening my blinds, I never open my blinds. You know, my blinds would be closed all day because I'm never at home. So I do have a little bit more time than I could if I wanted to do that kind of stuff. But my life is shifting in a different direction. So that ain't what I'm on right now. But um, now that I was going to say something else about, um, I was going to say something else about the TikTok. I forget. Um, but yeah, I think I think that it's an interesting place to to meet a lot of different people, okay. different walks of life. I seen a video with a white lady saying that she appreciated um, now because she was in mental health and now she is exposed to a whole bunch of sisters who That's talk about wonderful. mental health. So now they look at stuff in a different, you know, they get a different aspect of it. So she still oh, gets her cool. mental health videos, but now she gets a lot of um, black women on her feed. People are interested. It's and, some... and Go ahead. Nat. I was going to say, and also TikTok will have you cleaning the shit out your house. If I watch one more damn cleaning video, do y'all, do y'all see those pop up on y'all timelines all the time? These cleaning, cleaning videos? videos and, and organization videos. Yes. Girl. I don't bother. Listen, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. A I got some just for my tea and other, amongst other things. You be setting up your little coffee bar in the kitchen. Yes, yeah, see, that you don't want to. I, I told you, I am like, like really, and I think it's because my life has been hectic for a lot of years. So I've never been a well organized person. Like, I, my life has been go, 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 go. Since the pandemic, it has slowed down a lot. But since the pandemic, I have also acquired more things to do with my time. So organization is definitely um, something that I want to get better at. And they definitely have a lot of tools on TikTok, um, TikTok <laughs> for that. Like, it's a lot. They be having yes. you want to buy food for a pantry. And I don't even want to buy that many goddamn groceries. <laughs> I don't want to buy that stuff. But yeah, it's interesting. Benny, you should come on TikTok. I think you will have oh, a blast Lord. on TikTok. And now... You know, I can't post all the stuff that I used to be posting on TikTok. Somebody is following me now on TikTok. And I was trying not to be having them follow me, but I'd be, you know, trying to do my own thing. I'd be trying to be independent. But I also want to put Black Media Podcast on TikTok. So I'm, that's, yes, that's something I else I want to add. And that's, that's my dilemma with TikTok is because I do so many things. Mm-hmm. I can't niche down to one thing. Because I want to put everything under one thing, but we do need a black media podcast, TikTok. Right? TikTok, yeah, that that'd be on. We'll discuss own. that after the show. <laughs> well, as they, say, no, but anywho, go ahead. They, as they say in church, if our hearts and minds are clear, <laughs> <laughs> we can go and get up out of here. Uh, <laughs> my name is Ben, and to my right, thanks for listening to us ramble on about whatnots and whatnot. Um, it's your girl Nada, and to my right, who we got? It's Betty, 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 y'all. I don't even think I had time to be funny today. <laughs> well, you dropped a lot of information about TikTok that I'm pretty sure uh, the listeners are going to grasp too. So, all five thousand of our followers, um, our uh, listeners on Spotify is going to be on TikTok now. They gonna know now. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll listen to us next time. You all take care.